Well, hello. My name is Stephen Stein. I'm the author of a book called The Oath, and it's a book about two physicians during the Holocaust, a Jewish physician from France and an SS physician at Auschwitz, who has Dr. Katz, the physician from France, working for him in the experiments on the Jewish in, inmates at Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. um, I've asked uh, and talked with Joe Herbert, who uh, himself is involved in, uh, in entertainment and, uh, and film, to read the book and talk to me about it. And Joe's out there. Uh, he's part of the discussion. And good afternoon, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me. <clears throat> I really enjoyed the book. Um, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, my brothers and I are filmmakers. We're most known for winning the 2009 Doritos Super Bowl contest when our commercial aired during the Super Bowl and became the uh, number one Super Bowl commercial that year. Uh, we've since gone on to do a lot more commercials, uh, including a, a movie this year that we did that should come out in 2016. And then, uh, in addition to doing some filmmaking, my brothers and I also invent board games and card games. So we got four games on the market with a fifth one coming out uh, this upcoming year. I ran across uh, you, of course, uh, through my friend is a good friend with your son. And uh, we're from yes. the same hometown, and we were looking to shoot uh, – another spot for Doritos Super Bowl contest, and we uh, filmed it at your house. And that I was a lot of fun. It was, well, it was uh, good to see you and meet all the people here at the house and finally talk to you. You know, Joe's become famous in our little city of Batesville, Indiana. You know, and he, he, after he won the Super Bowl contest, everybody was talking about him, and, I, and he, he became just one of the special people out here. And I got a chance to meet him, and he was at our house filming his last commercial. And, Joe, I think they came out pretty good. Uh, we're very happy. We, we, uh, we're we happy with what we did. We did three commercials in one day, which is typically unheard of. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you got a great crew, and you got a great family. So I was able oh, to talk you. Joe into looking. I was able to uh, have Joe read the book. And I don't know. What do you think? How do you th what do you think about the book, Joe? I like the book a lot, and to be honest, I don't read a lot of the books. I I used to. I do a fair amount of writing myself, having written a few screenplays and um, you know started my own attempt at a book. But it's been a while since I read a book, so it was good to just kind of pick up and uh, read a book first off, and then I was uh, impressed on how uh, well written it was. Well, not just well written, but it wasn't like a, the type of story that anybody could just sit down and write. You would have to have extensive knowledge of the subject and have done just a lot of research and be very, very smart about it. You know, everything you write, because it is a fictional story, but it's based on real events and with, you know, real people and surrounding real places. And I mean, you would just have to know that stuff forward and backward to make the stories as believable as it was which I was very impressed about that. Thank you very much. And, you know, for the people that may be listening, I, I'm a retired uh, orthopedic surgeon, and uh, uh, I had uh, been a member of the Arizona Board of Medical Examiners where I was practicing. 
And we came across a physician one day who had two patients that died in a short period of time. So we asked him to come to our uh, board meeting and talk to us because we were concerned about his medical skills. So he starts talking, and he's got this strong English-German accent. And uh, uh, I'm opening his file, and on his file is a big swastika stamped on his diploma. And my eyes you know, open wide, and I look further. He had graduated from the University of Kiel Medical School on May 5th, 1945, which was three days before the surrender was signed by Germany at World War II. In addition, Kiel was a repair base for U-boats and was repeatedly bombed, bombed during the war, and 60% of this was destroyed. And for some reason, I knew that, and I knew this guy could not have graduated from medical school at that time. And I'm saying, well, was he one of these Nazi doctors that had snuck over to our country? So I got tried to get uh, people in the press who came to our meetings interested in this person to do some research. And uh, the fellow from the Arizona Republic, Brad Patton, came back the next day and says, you know, we can't do that because my editor says that's how we get sued. And I didn't have time to do research myself. I was in practice. So I thought about it and I said, well, maybe I'll just make up a story. And that's how it all started. <laughs> didn't I? And that's how you know, I made well, my trip to Europe. Well, if I didn't know it was a fictional story, I would have believed it was just based on a true story. It was, it was, it was written that it was written that way. It was very realistic and authentic and visceral. And if I didn't know you made it up, I would thought that the whole thing was just true story right down to the end. Well, you know, I went back and, like I said, we traveled through Europe a couple of times. I visited most every place I mentioned in the book, and I. There were dates during the war and at Auschwitz when certain events happened that are actual real dates that I put in the book. And I tried to give as much real history as possible so anybody reading the book could get, you know, a feeling for what it was like at Auschwitz uh, for the Jewish population there and the number of people that were just murdered, children, parents, mothers, grandparents, just sent to the gas chambers. It was just a hard, hard time. So I tried to bring that all into the story, and, and, and in the story, we actually have these two physicians meet later on in life, and that's when another um, episode occurs. Well, and so, it's also a subject that I didn't know a lot about. I mean, everybody in school learns about... Um, sort of the broad overview of everything that happened and, and how horrible it was. But what the book introduced was a lot of sort of specific things and things happening to individual people. And I guess every time I thought of, of it, of these camps, it's just, you know, hundreds, thousands, all these people that nobody I, I ever knew. And it was just large groups of people. And what the book did was personalize it for me. I felt like, you know, I knew these people going there and it was very different experience to read about what was happening to these characters that I've come to know through reading the book. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in the population, I think at the time of the World War II, there was about a population of 10 to 11 million uh, Jewish people living in Europe. And of that population, about 6 million were murdered. 
and then many moved away because they, you know, they had no home to go back to. Uh, things had been taken away. Obviously, many came to the United States. Many went to Israel. But in the population of American Jews, most of us can find way back some some relative who probably perished in the Holocaust. So I think it makes it more personal when you're Jewish, as as I am. And so I. So for the population out there that had, it wasn't Jewish, it, the story probably becomes, uh, this helps better inform people, I believe. Well, it was actually uh, uh, an educational experience for me, in addition to just a, a very good story that kind of had me on the edge of my seat a few times. Hey, had you ever heard of the uh, the operation... Uh, Operation Paperclip, in which we brought Nazi scientists. I, I, I did not. Yeah, we we, we brought about fifteen hundred scientists. Go ahead. Huh? Did I lose you? Oh, we brought uh, about fifteen hundred. No, I don't think you lost it. You just broke, broke up for a second. A little break up. Anyway, I'm still here. Sorry, you went out for a second. Yeah. There were about 1,500 scientists that came over from Germany, most of them involved in rocketry and uh, other scientific ventures. Werner von Braun came over, uh, and we brought several physicians who had done experiments at at the concentration camps. Many of these had avoided prosecution at Nuremberg, and... uh, we had we actually had allowed criminals to come to our country after the war, and some of this was based on uh, the fact that uh, we were afraid that the Russians would get many of the scientists and utilize the scientists for their you know nuclear arsenal and things that have occurred since then. Uh, so the Operation Paperclip was it was uh, not well received by everybody, and in fact there was one position. Dr. Strughold, who had done these cold immersion experiments, as we talk about in the book, who uh, an award was named after him. Uh, the Space Medicine was Award named after Dr. Strughold, and it was in place until about two years ago when his past was revealed in a story in the New York Times. So we, we did things that I think were probably foolish and were not helpful for the... Uh, uh, population uh, of this country, but we, we, you know, we did this in in regards to the Cold War. So, anyway, Joe, are you still with us? I am. Yeah. Good. Good. So you hadn't heard about Operation Paperclip, I suppose. No, I I did not. That was new to me. Or I other, I may have. Thing- Years ago, when I was in school, and had completely forgotten that is also a possibility. <laughs> the other thing that was brought out, which was interesting, was how the French, unfortunately, even though we're talking about uh, the France after the, they've had that horrible ISIS uh, bombings, the French worked with the Germans in deporting Jews, uh, uh, and that was a, a sad part of history, which I think the French have owned up to. Uh, 
and it was a, a different time, a different different place. Well, that was, that was actually one thing I, I I enjoyed was um, the different regions that were in the book. It was um, I've never been to Europe myself, so sometimes I just sort of think of you know all of Europe as being all of Europe, but. Um, you know, kind of reading your book, it was like, there, you know, the Jews from France and then from German and then from Polony. And it was, you know, everybody was different in the book. And it was kind of neat to see, you know, how the different countries they came from might have uh, affected um, just who they were. And I thought that was kind of neat that every character had their own backstory that was touched by family and community and the, the, where they lived. And I thought that was really neat. Yeah, it was it was interesting in the uh, the Jewish population of Germany and Czechoslovakia, and Hungary were uh, more of an upper middle class and upper class population, and they did well. And when they were forced from their homes and deported, uh, especially in Germany, the German uh, physicians didn't complain because they had a chance to get better jobs that were vacated when the uh, the Jews were fired from their jobs working. Uh, in, in the government and so, so they, they were they were a a very strong part of the population of those European countries. And one of the things that I mentioned in the book, and you'll notice, is that they they could not believe that this was real. They'd heard stories about being people being deported. They'd heard stories about gas chambers. They said this couldn't happen to us. Nobody would do that to us. And that, that story is repeated on and on in, in most of the literature that I've read. And it did happen, and they did believe it. So um, those are, you know, the, the horrendous killing of people was something that nobody could say, this couldn't be true. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't believe it. You know, Joe? Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, as we go on, and uh, one of the themes that I've carried through the book is, is revenge justice, is, is going back and killing those people who are responsible for the um, conditions of the concentration camp and doing horrid experiments on people. Is it right that they should be gone, that they should, that we should have revenge and go and kill them? And uh, that's one of the themes that we talk about in the book. And it's a theme that comes up as uh, my Jewish physician meets his old nemesis, the Nazi physician, Dr. Block, at a later time in his life. So, Yeah, what I liked about that part of the story was the fact that you sort of told that story from a few different viewpoints and all of them made sense to me. So it was like really hard to pick like, like what would I do or, you know, what? if I was in somebody's shoes, cause it, you know, the, the reactions that everybody had were different, but all made a lot of sense. So it was, that was kind of neat to see. Yeah. And, and the, and the other thing that was brought out was what would anybody do to save their family? And Dr. Katz believes that he could save the life of his family in uh, the concentration camps by helping the Germans and their experiments, and how would you? And that's where the book, The Oath, comes in. I mean, the title, of The Oath, comes in because 
he violates the Hippocratic Oath, which is an oath that us doctors take when we first when we get our medical license. And what would you do in that situation? How would you what, how would you react to saving the life of your family? What tenants might you uh, uh, break to do that? And, and it's just not medicine. It's other things. Yeah. Yeah, I... Anything happened to my family? I don't know what I would do. Yeah, that's those are all questions that are brought up. And actually, I was right as I was writing the book, you 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 question yourself and you say, how would I react in that situation? What would I do? Would I have done what Dr. Katz did? Would I have gone to Auschwitz thinking that I could save their lives and lead them back in uh, uh, the other camp? Uh, it's just. Uh, those are all questions. So anyway, uh, go to you uh, enjoy. Uh, I think you enjoyed the book. Is that correct? Sorry, what was that question? Okay. I'm sorry. You, you did enjoy the book, I believe. Can you hear me? I, yeah, I did I enjoy the book. Um, it, yeah. I can hear you, but you cut in and out sometimes. So, like, being a filmmaker, I'm a big movie guy and writing some scripts. Uh, I'm, I'm big into stories. And, like, I definitely love uh, movies and books that are have very strong characters. And uh, your book were, was very good on the characters, each one very distinct in it. And you sort of told the story from a few different people's perspectives. So it was very cool to see sort of both sides of the story um, in, in the background on, including, you know, even the, like uh, Dr. Block and, you know, some of the, the Germans and, and their perspective and sort of what they grew up and kind of how they were looking at things. It was kind of neat to see it from every side. <laughs> Um, I thought that was very unique. And what one of my there's a few. It doesn't happen often, but there's a a few movies and, and stories that that will make me somewhat emotional. And I usually I, I usually don't. I wouldn't say cry, but I will tear up. And there were two two spots of the book that sort of made me uh, tear up a little bit. And uh, those were the. Well, there were there were a few that were very very emotional, but the the two that struck me the most was when, uh, and at the time I didn't even know it was his family, but when they they brought in the the people into the showers and the the girl that ended up getting saved, uh, just that whole scene when, when you know the people started dropping and with their children and stuff that was. That was a, that was hard to swallow for me. It was very very sad. Um, and then again at the end, when uh, Tamara and Doctor Katz sort of were were back together and revisiting, you know, they hadn't talked much about that stuff and started to, to talk about those things and show the drawings. And he sees his family. It sort of that same moment hit me. Only that time I knew it was his family. Yeah, he finally realized two biggest emotional moments for me during the book. Yeah. Well, it is tough. You know, and you see, he, he, camera, our character in the book is making drawings of, uh, she's an artist, and while she's in the train car coming to Auschwitz, she, 
she meets his family and takes a, and draws a picture of them. And uh, later in the book, when Tamara comes back into uh, Dr. Katz's life, they see the picture. She, he sees the picture and realizes that she knew all the time that his family, I can't, that his family, the family was there. Anyway, um, everybody tells me, Joe, this would make a good movie. What do you think? Uh, it would make what? Make a good movie? Oh, I, I I I agree. That was one of the things I really enjoyed about reading the book was how visual it was. Everything was very visual to me. I could very much imagine that as a movie. Well, I guess. The pacing was really well, good, too, because it moved pretty quick. Well, moved quickly. Yeah. I like, so I, I think like, we've, uh, I like fast we've talked about this in the stories and movies. Can you say that again? You like what? When, when I watch movies and read stories, I like, okay. the fa- I like fast pacing when things move along quickly. And, and that was one of the things I really liked about the book. In fact, when they got to the camps, I was thinking a lot of the book would be about that. And I was like maybe halfway through the book and the war was over and they were sort of free from the camps. And I was looking at how many pages I had and I was like, wait a minute, there's still a lot more to go here. (laughs) And that was another thing I really didn't realize growing up was just all of the things that people had to deal with after it was over was, was something you don't necessarily think about. Well, Joe, I think we've we've talked about about thirty minutes on the book, and I think that's uh, that's a pretty long time. And I, 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 for the people out there that might be listening to the broadcast, I would hope that you could you could buy the book through Amazon or get it on Kindle or through the Nook or Barnes and Noble, and even I think through Apple, the book's available. And if the book a bookstore doesn't carry it, they can certainly order it, and it could be there within a day or so. Uh, we, I do uh, think it's uh, it's been the, the project of my life, and I've enjoyed it. And I hope that I get lots of people to read it because I think it's important information for all of us.